Welcome to Jim's BBQ. Can I take your order? But then, of course, he mocked me endlessly for the rest of the weekend about breaking his car. If that happened here, they probably would have taken him outside the venue and beat the shit out of him. Oh, and by the way, by the way, I want to go back. En Vogue. Man, that was some like, sexy yeah, fucking music. Yeah, I know that's music. some fucking, like, fucking fucking <laughs> Ah, you kids. With your Cardi B back in my day, we had En Vogue. <laughs> <laughs> you guys went and saw them. You're telling me you didn't smoke any weed. They're like, no. <laughs> it's like, oh, man. <laughs> I turned up the En Vogue, man. Oh, you're not even listening to Pearl Jam. You're listening to fucking En Vogue. We're listening to En Vogue. I mean, my head was, like, pressed up against his chest <laughs> at a point. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to episode 240 of Jim's BBQ Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm Dylan. And I'm Sean. Wow, you uh, kind of, uh, I'm shot. <laughs> like it, it, <Yeah>. it, <clears throat> it either stuttered or you stuttered. I don't know which. I didn't stutter. Oh, then your computer stuttered a little bit. Um, it's holding out so far. Yeah. And we, we don't just have Dylan with us. We have um, mustachioed Dylan with us. Persian Dylan. Persian Dylan. Freddie Mercury Dylan. Got Dylan Mercury. Mama. Ooh. Well, we can't go with the other one because that's actually like a blend of a line. And um, once again, conspicuous by his absence is uh, young master Jim Edelston. Uh, he's, he's dealing with some stuff, but he'll be back soon. I promise. We haven't back at least for one episode, right? Uh, so yeah, we we're alluding to uh, Dylan's rocking this mustache right now, and as soon as he came on camera, uh, we just looked at it and uh, went, "Oh my god, it's it's pretty crazy." Uh, I'm going through a midlife, an early midlife crisis. Yeah, and I can Black tell. Has his uh, big phoenix tattoo. I have this bad mustache. <laughs> I mean, I have had like a mustache before. I know, but this one's this one's pretty good. I have I, our. Uh, I, I've done the handlebar a couple of times. I have that our, one's pretty um, bad. Like that one is pretty bad. Um, but I have my I, screen grab that I'm going to use for the episode um, picture. Oh, is it me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> that is like a very upsetting like <laughs> deep internet picture of that looks like a picture that somebody would have as like their preview image in a video that is titled something like should put I, that on like, a christmas card and send it to jim <laughs> oh definitely could do um, that yeah, this seems like the like that that's like the 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 preview image for like an insane video on YouTube. Like, here's why I'm really angry about <laughs> I don't know something, and it's just the guy being like, 
Well, that you're you're kind of wearing camo. It looks like. So I am. Here... I'm wearing a camo Saint Vitus uh, t-shirt. Nice. Here, here's why I'm angry that they're allowing further uh, investigation by the DOJ into Trump's classified documents at the Mar-a-Lago. Exactly. Exactly. Or, or it's either that, or it's one of those people that's like, but is it really okay that they're putting people of color in Lord of the Rings? You know, just like another dumb thing that people are angry about. Oh, like the Little Mermaid deal? Yeah, exactly. It's like some asshole that tries to look like a cool, like a quote-unquote cool person. So they dress like me, <laughs> like this, and they have bad facial hair, which I can agree with. This is it's not great. Um, and they're just like, like you know, like hand on their chin, like kind of squinting, like they're judging you, but they're but you can't tell because they could be thinking. So, I hope wait. you were screen grabbing some of that. This <laughs> <laughs> is all blackmail. They're gonna um, like let's start like an April Fool's Day joke that I'm just like this insane person on YouTube that just like posts crazy conspiracy theories. So I saw this one earlier in the week, um, which I'll, I'll share with you. Uh, let's see here. How can I do this? I think it's on here. Yeah. Oh my god, that dude's face is fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's oh, okay. So I was really like drawn to this guy's face. I'm now like actually reading the joke and I was like, okay. And then I Yeah. Then I, I actually I, saw the drop down and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> I I saw his good. picture, then I read the caption. And I was like Then okay. you read the punchline. Right. And I was like Okay, I mean that's kind of like after learning his stance on Little Mermaid, it's a, some angry guy, and I was like, "All right, that's all right." And then I like looked over, and I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah." See, he's not happy with some of the font choices on uh, Microsoft Word, so <laughs> so this conservative decided to uninstall Microsoft Word. <laughs> I mean, after... this does sound like something that somebody would do in possibly can you send that to me because uh, i i have some uh people that i think would really get a kick out of it who, where, uh, do you know who like posted that that looks like something from like the onion or something uh i just saw somebody on facebook shared it i and okay. i just i just kind of uh i uh i grabbed it from it. their page and shared it to to a couple people my coworker Jeremy and my friend Allison that we just share memes uh, throughout the day with each other. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. So the the other take I was going to have about this mustache, Dylan. Oh was, yeah. Um, I want to hear it. So if you, you know, I mean, if you if, if you say Rami Malik, I'll be like, that's cool. I could see that. I could see that. Wait, did he play Freddie Mercury? Yeah. So, I mean, kind he of. Did. Yeah. Um, Is he like so, Mr. Robot? Yeah. I never finished yeah. that show. Um, he's a good actor. So the take I was going to have is you're actually a little bit early for something. Oh. Um, it's it's only September and you're about a month and a half off. Well, by the time this episode drops, you're about a month off from uh, Movember. 
Oh yeah, I've never done that. I maybe well, I've done it. I've I don't know. I've never done it like seriously. Well, you're what doing like you're doing Mustober or something, I guess. <laughs> Mustober. <laughs> Muskogee. <laughs> I don't know. Um yeah, Muskogee, that was just Illinois. That was just my uh take on that. Was just I, I thought you were a little bit early for uh Movember. What is November again? Is it no it's like uh, there's no shave November, right? right. So that's like when you just don't shave at all. And oh, that's like every month for me. Yeah, exactly. And then um, there's uh so Movember's the mustache one. Yeah, and uh, people do it for like a charity. Like a like to um <laughs> Oh my god. People do it for a charity to bring light to the play to people who sneeze. <laughs> um no, I, I think it's I think it's something is it ALS or something so like that? Loud. Might leave it in. I think you have to. That was like it was just so out of nowhere. Uh um oh, whatever. It's, it sounds um, dumb. It's a uh it's to grow awareness of and funding for research related to men's health issues such as uh prostate prostate cancer, testicular oh, okay. cancer, and mental okay. health. Okay. Cause I remember I like participated in a beard contest in college once and uh, I did not win despite having like I guess it was just not kept enough. Yeah, I'm just looking, I really got a trim. Got some right there. It's a little long. Is it is it I mean, getting in your beard? Getting like down into my lips. I'm sorry, is it getting in your beer? I added a D. Uh a little bit, but not too bad. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so lots of stuff been happening lately, man. And uh, I mean, so much so we haven't had really much of a chance to record. Uh, taking a couple of trips. Uh, one with Liz. Uh, we went to Baltimore, which was fun. We uh, we hung out a few with uh, for a few days with our buddy Trevor Graff, who's been on this podcast and. It was great, man. We got to try lots of good food and traveled around and looked at, went to, you know, traveled around Baltimore and toured, toured around a little bit and uh, went, hit up some breweries. Uh, one, one place I wanted to mention, I don't know if you went, because I know you were there, what, earlier this year or was it last year, was the, um, the Guinness uh, Open Gate Brewery. That place was fucking spectacular. Like if you're if you're in Baltimore and you like beer and you're like, oh Guinness, it's so it's so basic. No, it's just unreal. Like they have, you know, not only like the regular Guinness, you know, on tap and everything, but they have like different um different off beer, like not off like bad flavors, but like other other styles and whatnot. And then ones that they brew locally right there. And some of them are great. Like, they're fantastic. Uh, the and their styles, are they, like, Guinness-related? Are they almost, like, variants? Or are they, like, totally, like, just different beers? Like It's a whole spread of different types of all, beers. All like. sorts of different styles, Sean. I, I had an IPA there. Okay. Yeah. Like, a, it was a, like, a hazy East Coast IPA. Okay. Yeah. And then and they I had, threw it there on site. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And the building, the building and the complex and everything is fantastic. They got like a huge building, 
uh, in like an indoor seating area and outdoor seating. It was great. And then they I have did not like go in while I was there. Um, I probably should have because I probably should have bought some beer, but <laughs> I spent a little bit too much time hanging out drinking beer. And I was like, oh shit, I really need to go because I was at Maryland Death Fest and like right. I wound up missing a band because I was like, eh, I kind of should take my time because I have to like drive a little bit back before I hop into uh, an Uber or whatever I took over to go to the festival. So I didn't actually spend much time inside. No, I just spent no time inside. But it was cool. Like I had a nice come. Like it was, you know, lots of space outside. And oh yeah, I got tons of very, like, uh, tables. I went on and... kind of a an overcast day, so it was just very comfortable to sit outside. Sure. Just did they have like outside? Did they have like the whole ordering system where you do it yeah. all, everything on your phone? Yeah, that was great. That was I, awesome. It, I thought it was very efficient. I like, yeah, I didn't have to wait long for. You know, I think yeah. I did like a flight and then like a pint of mm -hmm. something. Yeah, and everything is just comes out like that. Food, beer, everything just comes out quick. I don't think I got food there. I think I, I, I don't remember what I did. It doesn't matter. So Look one of the, the um, the reason why we went, we went, I, I bought concert tickets for Liz to go to a show down there. We went and saw um, Brandy Carlisle and the Indigo Girls which she's a big fan of both. And they, they put on a really good show and it was fun. Um, and then, like I said, we, we hung out with Trevor um, the rest of the weekend. Like the show was on a Thursday. We drove down th Thursday and, um, and then uh, uh, spent Friday, Saturday, and a little bit of Sunday with him. Uh, but one of the funny things is, is that, you know, he drove around a lot. So we were riding around in his, uh, Tesla, which is uh, always a fun experience. And, uh, you know, I'm not big into like being a passenger in cars. Right. I mean, both of you know this very well. Like, I'm just not a good passenger. I like to be behind the wheel. And, uh, he, uh, <laughs> I, I, I kind of, we, I, you know, because I'm not used to vehicles that like ride so low to the ground compared to like my van. Uh, I went to, I went to get out of the car at one point and like I pushed up on like the molding of like the door and it like literally popped off and into my hand. <laughs> and, you know, it's a Tesla. They're kind of pricey. You've feel really bad when like something like that happens and he's just like oh the thing came off again you know so i knew it had happened previously but then of course he mocked me endlessly for the rest of the weekend about breaking his car as did liz it was it was just it was kind of funny um i thought it like you know just the circumstances and everything but he's like yeah try not to break anything else on my car mike <laughs> I thought you were gonna say with like low to the ground, like you kind of like rolled out or like fell no. onto like a, I could just picture you pulling up to like a curb and you sort of just like flop out onto the. <laughs> no, the thing is, is like to, I mean, with like the way my knees and stuff are now, Sean, like to, like try and, try and use just my legs to like 
push mm -hmm. up and out of a car that low. I kind of need something to brace the, my upper body with. And unfortunately, yeah, it was like this plastic molding thing that, you know, just popped off. And it's like one of those things you could pop back in, but he literally just goes, all right, he's like, we we're at like a restaurant or whatever. And he literally put like a service call into Tesla to have them come out to his house to fix the car like the following week. Like they just come in and fix it for him and then leave. Yeah. yeah. What was pretty, also pretty cool is he has like, you know how like a lot of people will, um, it seems very forward in Baltimore compared to like here. You know, like how you can go to different places and they have the plugins for the cars now. Yeah. He actually had one in his garage. Okay. To charge his car. Like he has one at his house. I think generally most people do, right? I didn't, I never th gave it much thought. I think when he had it before, like when we saw him back in 2019, he didn't. He would go and stop at like a, um, a fill station, if you will, and it takes like a couple of hours. So he would just sit there and, you know, do shit on his phone or watch a movie or whatever while it was filling. Because it's literally like your phone, Sean. You know, like you charge your phone, you charge your car, like the same thing. It's yeah. got the, a little battery meter on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I see the uh, Starger, yeah. uh, the Starger, the Charger stations uh, down at the public market. Yeah, it's funny, though, because, like, you don't see them a, a lot elsewhere in this area, right? Like, I mean, you see them here and there. Yeah. They they were everywhere in Baltimore. Like, I couldn't believe it. I mean, maybe it's different, like, where you live, Dylan, like, in Jersey and New York. Like, it's probably a lot more uh, present. But up here, it really isn't yet. Yeah, it's not as commonplace. No, not at all. The electric stuff? Yeah, is it a lot more present, like in in Jersey and New York? Do you see I'm it? Not, like, I'm not really sure. I mean, I am. I feel like I have seen it, like just sporadically around. There's, I've, there's definitely, you know what? I, but if you're talking about like Teslas, like there are a lot of people in, like the town, and probably the more affluent towns that have Teslas. Sure. Like a, a lot. Definitely there's a Tesla presence in Bergen County, New Jersey. Out yeah. here, I don't know. I don't feel like I don't see them as often. Yeah, Maybe I mean, driving was... like on the highway around the city, sometimes you, right. I feel like I encountered them. But, you know, now that I live here, I don't really see them around that much. Right. But they always stand out when they're, when you see them. They always stand out because they look, so, because of yeah. the way they look. Right. So like the night of the, the night of the show that we went to, Liz and I, rather than get back to his house so late, we, we just, we got a hotel room for that night and it was maybe 15, 20 minutes away from the venue, which I know you've been there before. Cause you went to, you went to some like metal hard rock oh, fest M with Paul M3? and Trevor. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was at that same place, which that place yeah. is weird to have like that concert pavilion like that. Like right in the like drop like right in the middle of like a like a metro kind of area like there's high rises all around it and shit and then there's a pavilion. It was so it's so weird because ours are like out in the middle. With like of a decent amount of woods too. Yeah, yeah. It, it's really <laughs> strange. 
It's really weird, dude. There's like there they had like a whole fucking other stage set up like in the fucking middle of the woods there. Like we had to hmm. walk up that thing and then into the woods to see oh, this other like fucking, out, out like, the back stage. of the thing. Yeah, like w- in way in the woods. I don't even know yeah, if it was like yeah. I, they might have might have like cleared some like space for it, but like no, it uh it this was, concert it was, was so weird, full. It was we cool were as hell. Done. It was so yeah. rad. Like that part was sick. Like slaughter was fucking awesome. Like you're basically seeing just like a weird horror rock. Like I don't know. I guess or like somewhat horror esque uh like hair metal band just like do- playing insane music in the middle of the woods. I'm like this kind of rules. <laughs> like it was well, that was fucking sick. Yeah, like the hotel we stayed at was um near like maybe 15, 20 minutes away. And it was like in this plaza. And the following morning, Liz was like, oh shit, I forgot. I can't even remember what she forgot. Like, I think like a bath scrubby or something like that. And she's like, can you, can you run to the grocery store in the plaza and get me one? So it was far enough away that I just drove, right? So I pull into the parking lot and there's like half a dozen of the chargers in the parking lot of this grocery store, uh, you know, and it's got all like the typical restaurants and so like a Chinese place, a pizza place, a you know, a bagel shop. It has all of that in this plaza. There's like half a dozen of the chargers in this plaza, just like in this, you know, little commercial area on the edge of like a residential area. And not like it wasn't the fanciest of fancy neighborhoods either. It was okay. It was probably like mid you know, mid middle class, it wasn't anything like crazy. But the other fun thing, I don't know if you'd noticed, um, like where Trevor is at, there's a hospital like right next uh, to where he lives. I don't know. If... Uh, I don't, I do not remember. Well, and some of its defunct buildings, and one of them was like the um, insane asylum. There's like a defunct. <laughs> No, no, we didn't have time. I bet you there were some fucking weirdos at that death metal festival that I went to that probably were like, oh, we're going to go to the abandoned uh, insane, insane asylum, asylum before we go to Maryland Death Fest. I would have no doubt. That seems like, that seems on point, right? Maybe it's haunted. It probably is. I wouldn't have any doubt about that. Do you know the name of it? I could maybe look it up. I I don't know. Uh, but there's some stories to tell in that building, I tell you. Oh, uh, it was it was so cool though to see Trevor. I hadn't we hadn't seen him since uh when we when we came to Jersey in uh, New York to see the uh Jay, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. That was like the that, that was oh, the that last was the time last I'd we seen saw him. Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like time has been disrupted. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing is, it's like, you know, like a lot of people are talking about getting together for, you know, things. And um, it's like so many of them I haven't seen in forever. And you think about all the different, all the different things that have happened and whatnot and life events. And, you know, like I was thinking about like, um, uh, you know, Paul and, um, and Tammy, like Evan, right? He's, like running around like he's a grown kid. The last time we saw him, he was, you know, still like toddler age. Yeah, he was a yeah, baby. Yeah, he's baby. 
Oh, you, you know the reason why it came up? The turn, the road right before Trevor's, the name of it, is Asylum Lane. <laughs> and it goes right into the hospital area. He's like, oh, yeah, there's an asylum over there. They don't use it anymore, though. He goes, I, I go walking over there all the time. Yeah, the other fun thing, his dog was, I, I don't think you got to meet his dog when you were there. No, he um, had the dog, uh, he uh, boarded. Uh, boarded. Yeah. Yeah. His dog's got some, like, severe anxieties, and it was kind of, it was kind of fun, though, like, um, in that, like, when we first came in, the dog didn't want anything to do with either of us. By the end of the weekend, it was like, Liz was like, uh, his new, or his or her uh, new best friend. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, like, me still was really skittish about, but Liz... Like absolutely loved Liz, <laughs> uh, so that was kind of fun. Um, Probably had the doggy sense. Yeah. Uh, one of the other trips uh, recently was uh, Sean and I went up to Canada uh, for a concert, mm-hmm. and the fun thing about this, Dylan, was this was the concert that we had had tickets for the longest yeah it was the Uh, first one that was uh when like well for us the first one that like when covid like first started to kind of come around and like there was rumblings and things started to get canceled or closed this was the first show that got uh well postponed mm -hmm. others i mean were outright canceled or what have you uh, but this, yeah. yeah, this was the first postponement. Yeah, so we went to see, we we bought tickets back in January of 2020 to see Pearl Jam at a show that was supposed to be in March of 2020 up in Ottawa, which is about four and a half hours from here. And the show ended up getting postponed, like Sean said, and uh, they rescheduled it. They finally rescheduled it for this year, and it was Labor Day weekend. It was the Saturday of Labor Day weekend. So we we went up there. We just took a day trip to go see the show, and uh, the, it was great. It was a fun drive, um, you know, and um, there, there were some crazy things. Like uh, we were like, oh, we'll go – like Pearl Jam's big into like the merch and everything and doing like the show posters. Mm-hmm. Like, and they do like, you can even see one right behind Sean and it's, it's for like a show in uh, Boston and it's Paul Revere themed. So like the Boston ones, they did like a lot of different posters for, but like yeah, these ones, they have like one poster they do for, for, you know, like this tour, like just one poster for each show. And so we're like, oh, we'll get up there early. They open up the merch stand early. We'll go and get that taken care of because Sean was interested in the poster. And, you know, it was just like that way we're not having to bring merch into the show and, you know, deal with that. So we get up there. The merch opened at 1 o'clock. We got there at what, like 2 o'clock, Sean, or 2.30? 2-ish, 2.30, yeah. And the line was insane it went easily halfway around the building around this, this is a large arena like hockey arena like 
just like where the NHL team, the Ottawa Senators play. And this line was just wrapped around the building halfway. And I looked at Sean, I was just like, I don't want to wait in that line. That's going to take a couple of hours. Yeah. We can we can be better served like going getting checked into our hotel and going to get some food and having a few beers and then maybe coming back and seeing how it is then. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. So we we go to check into our hotel, which we had booked a Holiday Inn Express. And this, I mean, I know this is minute detail, but it was kind of funny. Like we got, I got a call like a couple of weeks prior to the show that they had moved my reservation from the Holiday Inn Express across the parking lot to a different hotel. The reason for that, they said, was um, that the Holiday Inn Express wasn't open to guests at that point. So they moved it to Hampton Inn. Because the the Holiday Inn Express was serving as a COVID hotel because it was right near the airport. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they would, like, quarantine people at this hotel. Yeah, like that maybe had traveled and maybe tested positive for COVID or were unvaccinated or something. I, I don't know. I was shocked that they still had them, actually. Because the, the, the requirements to get into Canada weren't, like, really stringent. If you were vaccinated... All you to do is fill out this um, on like this on your phone app thing, and supposedly show it to the border guard, and right. they would just look at it and go, "Okay, you're good," and then ask you about you know the normal border guard questions. The guy didn't even ask to see the fucking app for our, that we had both filled out. Never asked to see it. <laughs> That's hilarious. I had it ready on my phone and everything. He's like, I just need yeah. your passports. Yeah, mine was all set to go. We were prepped, phones out, made sure, mm-hmm. like, you know, we were linked up to it and logged on and everything. And yeah, yeah there was yeah, nothing nothing to it. Yeah. Maybe they, so, just, they felt a good vibe from you. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I, I like, think. Damn, these guys are both huge. I'm just going to let them go through. Yeah, that could be. That was like the guy, <laughs> the guy when we changed our money out at the uh, at that tower thing. Oh he yeah, was, it was really was nice. Kind of, yeah, he was really nice. Um, yeah, had yeah, a nice he, recommendation of a scenic route to uh, take, which we didn't use. Yeah, it, it was so it was so very Canadian. They're like, "Oh, you're headed to Ottawa, eh?" Um, if you would like to go, there's a nice scenic route that you can take. It's not the highway, but you might get better views of the St. Lawrence River and some very beautiful visages as you travel along in our great country. Welcome to did Canada. He, did he have like an aggressively Canadian accent or was he just like a pleasant, normal person? A little bit Canadian accent. Yeah. Like just almost the right like uh, Canadian accent? <laughs> Slightly like uh, I, I almost picked up like almost slightly like French, uh, which like stands to reason. French. I mean, because you're not too far from Quebec. Yeah, Quebec. yeah. Um, like Quebec. Because I mean, Ottawa is basically the borderline. Right, right. But yeah, I just picked up like a hint of like a, kind of a French sort of uh, French Canadian kind of accent. Like, yeah. So uh, I mean, not at all like Malcolm Ingram, Dylan. 
a much friendlier sounding uh, voice than that. So we, we go, we do, we do the hotel. We go, we grab um, some fast food cause we're both starving. We eat that. We hit up some breweries. Uh, we hit up a couple of breweries. They were both great. I thought uh, one was, uh, one was pretty good in that it, it was, um, what was it called? Whippersnapper, wasn't it? Whippersnapper, yeah. And we happened to be there uh, <clears throat> right at the time that the the Taylor Hawkins uh, tribute concert was going on. Yeah. Speaking of your Freddie Mercury mustache. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Taylor Hawkins tribute concert going on and uh, from uh, Wembley, uh, Wembley Arena or Wembley Stadium. I'm not sure which one it was. Uh, it, it looked like a great crowd, and they were playing that uh, on the television and everything. So uh, at the at this brewery, so we kind of we hung out there for quite a while and had a couple of beers, and then moved on down the road to another one. There was like three breweries like right in a row. We only had two out of the three, but we we had a good time at both. So then we get back to the venue for the show. I was like, all right, well maybe we could check out the merch. We get into the venue. This was the great thing that I loved. And it felt like we felt so, um, well, what's the word I want to use, Sean? Do I want to say bougie? I think yeah, I do. Go for it. We had, our, we, it was so bougie. We had like our own private entrance, Dylan, to the oh, arena. Fancy, fancy. The reason why we had a private entrance, and this was something that Sean was not aware of until like maybe what, a week or two prior to the show? I think a few weeks. Is he he couldn't he didn't remember that we actually had floor tickets, um, general admission floor pit tickets for this show. So they had a specific entrance for you to go through, that was just for people that were uh, that had pit access. Hmm. So this was the cop. This, this I thought was really comical. So we go to this doorway, and they. I hold up my phone. I show them the tickets. They look at it. They scan it. And they go, okay, go ahead. And they go, just proceed to the table up there, and they'll give you your wristbands for the pit. I'm like, all right. So we proceed to that table. I had put my phone away and turned, okay. like, just not turned it completely off, but turned it off and closed the app and everything. I get there. We literally walked five feet. The guy at this table goes, oh, can I see your tickets? I could see him from when the person scanned our tickets at the previous station. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, all right, all right, sure. So let me get out my phone. Let me open the app back up because I closed it. And here you go. He's like, oh, okay. Put the wristband on. Put the wristband on, Sean. Off we go. So that we we walk down this corridor and it takes us back into like the general population of the arena. And we're like, all right, well, let's go find the merch stand. The line at the merch stand at this point is as long as it was five hours ago. Well, it's everyone else who showed up. Oh, right, right, exactly. So yeah. I'm like, all right, Sean, I don't want to wait in this line. We yeah. had kind of taken a peek out into the arena to see how like the pit looked and it didn't look too didn't look too bad at this point there was like one opening band which we'll get to in a second so i'm like well why don't we just why don't we try after the show that way if we buy anything then we just take it out to the you know the van when we leave 
Yeah. And that so, was fine with it too, just to kind of on this. Like I what I saw from what they had that was special specific to Ottawa that I would have wanted were uh was a poster and the stickers I thought were cool. Yeah. Um they had a shirt for it and it was white. And I've kind of avoided buying like white concert tees or even concert tees as a whole, but especially like white ones. Cause I'm like, this is going to get like pit stains and like, uh, you know, I, I don't want that. So I, it was not worth to me earlier in the day for like a poster and stickers for to stand in probably what would have amounted to over three hours in the line. Yeah. Um, nor, nor at the uh, at the uh, later on at the venue, too. Right. Like I was like I I'd rather like get like a good s- spot to stand in, you know. Since we've got floor in the pit, I I'd like to be able to get you know pretty close because this is a a kind of a unique experience, or well maybe not too unique, but uh, you know. At least for me, in the times we've seen them, we've not we've not had floors. So I was like, "Yeah, I want to get close." Yeah. So, um, so you mentioned the uh, you mentioned the stickers. So, like, this is this was like the logo of the shirt and the stickers, Dylan. That's a cool sticker. Yeah. So they do like unique logos for every show. They got to uh, they got to cater to the hockey fans out there. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's an ice skate for those out there listening. Not a so it was for that. Yeah, so it was well worth us getting down to the pit. Uh, the opening band was okay. It was actually just like a solo project by a guy that's uh, being a, like a touring guitarist for Pearl Jam right now. Uh, a guy named Josh Klinghoffer who used to play with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, oh, is he like the guy that left the band? Uh, or is he just somebody that was in the band at one point. He was in the band at one point, like um, after John Frusciante left and came oh, back, okay. and then left again. And John Frusciante has since come back again. So playing offer was kind of uh, uh, left without a gig, I guess. So Pearl Jam put on a great show. Uh, yeah. I mean, we we I think there's like the fifth or sixth time I've seen them. There, it was a good show. Uh, we really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, just to kind of give you, I mean, we, we were so fucking close, dude. And it was great. There was nearly a fight that broke out. Uh, this guy tried to do the classic move of like, you guys, (laughs) no, no. There's Mr. Vetter. Yeah. So, I mean, granted crappy cell phone camera picture, but you know, I mean, I think that's a really good picture for a cell phone. Not not all that crappy. I mean, how you know close are you gonna? It's it's pretty uh, you know? it's pretty like pixelated and whatnot when you look at it yeah. close. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, for you know, for what it's worth and what you know, getting that close. I mean, it was pretty pretty cool. Um, but yeah, no, like this guy tried to like go up during the, I don't know, like maybe the middle of the show or whatever, like go up and do the thing of trying to like butt in to get up to the front when he hadn't been like really standing. And it was like, I mean, just almost shoving and kind of, uh, uh, just being rude. Um, and, um, 
on his way up, basically, and I sort of saw that I spotted what the guy was doing. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to get it. You know, I, I kind of not going to get into it with people or whatever. Sometimes when we've hit it, we're like, people are like, oh, uh, you know, oh, can we stand in front of you? Uh, you guys are so tall. We're like, you're really not going to be, if Mike and I've run into this, you're really not going to be able to see, like, especially if they're like shorter, like a lot shorter. Yeah. And we're like looking at you're not gonna be able to see in front of the people that are like in front yeah. of us. Like if I'm I'm, I'm looking over the top of the head of the person in front of me, then you're you're not gonna be able to see. Right. So I had that happen at Metallica, actually. Yeah. So we uh we've we've run into that, and you know, I was like, you know what, this guy I'm kind of uh, like looking at, him, and I was like, he seems just drunk and whatnot, so mm-hmm. whatever. Well, this other guy did not uh, take to that, and he basically, like, I think blocked off or pulled the guy back from, like, moving further, and that was the thing that this guy could not tolerate, and he went off, started shovering, shoving, shoving. Uh, <laughs> he was, like, went- half hovering, half shoving. Yeah. <laughs> he was just like, Ooh! <laughs> Beer went flying. Like, oh, nice. So like an yeah. actual good, like, stupid throwdown brawl at a show. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and there was, like, I mean, I knew it was, uh, like, it started to escalate very quickly. <laughs> and there was almost, like, a circle around uh, people, uh, uh, a circle of people kind of around what this was going on. And people were yelling out, there's a fight, there's a fight. And like, I think like some people got kind of behind us or some of the, like women and whatnot. Oh like, yeah. Some of the women like, got behind Sean and I. Like, yeah. Like the big like men. Yeah. So that, that literally happened. That's some people uh, motioned to security and this guy, it, the, the drunk guy who tried to like go, go up and whatnot. I mean, they, they are getting into it. Some, some other people that were at the show, like, um, the audience were trying to stand between them and like try to, you know, get them to, you know, calm down and everything. Security gets alerted to it and they like grab, grab the guy from behind, like hook his arms. And he is like mouthing off. Like, I mean, he had his, like his jaw jutted out, like, and was like, literally like spitting and like just intense like stare and yelling and like like just i'm gonna f you up and like all this stuff and uh and they they took him out he he got booted i assume he he started throwing he started throwing punches at one of the security guys yeah that's right yeah and if they probably just kicked him out of the venue if that happened here they probably would have taken him outside the venue and beat the shit out of him. Yeah. <laughs> I have no doubt. I have no um, doubt. In Canada, they're probably just like, oh, buddy, you're drunk too much. Just go home. Yeah. But, oh, like, no, to... security does not tolerate, like, aggressively drunk people. Well, like, in New York, especially. Like, I think in the city and yeah. up by you, like, uh, it is risky to get like really fucked up at a show these days like for uh, you know the reasons of like you know you could harm yourself or somebody could take advantage of you sure like security can take like they do not tolerate that like 
<clears throat> I passed out of that clutch show and I, we were lucky that we did not get thrown out. We were lucky that we got like pulled aside and somebody brought me some water because I've been to shows where people are fucked up and like security just fucking just knocks the shit out of them and yeah. just throws them out. Just like, just for being drunk, not even like being like, like thrown down and trying to fight you for just being too drunk and being right. fucked up. And it's not cool because like you shouldn't do that to people. Yeah. Yeah, well, I so, just can't imagine. Like, I mean, you you go to the show, you have you're waiting two and a half years for it to happen. Right, two and a half years. You've got pit tickets, and you're gonna go and you're gonna get yourself tossed because you want to try to get you know get up a little bit closer than what you already have, dude. You're like in the tenth row at that point, right? Okay, and. Don't take this the wrong way. I'm not saying this to knock Pearl Jam, but like, I'm assuming most of the audience is, you know, people your age, a little bit older, maybe like a little bit younger. I don't know if Pearl Jam is popping with, you know, the generations under me uh, at all. What but was, I would imagine yeah. it skews a little bit older, you know, at this point. Right. What was and, funny is, is actually the girl, and she may have been the exception to the role. And we did see some kids there too, like okay, little yeah. kids. I'm not saying, but they were probably they were probably there with like their parents who were probably big yeah. Pearl Jam fans. The girl that was standing next to me was, I think, like in her tw- like early twenties, and she was there with her dad. Okay. Yeah, like, so it was kind of funny. Like, it, 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 yeah, it kind of reminds me, like when you start to see some of these legacy acts where they they cross generations. Yeah. Um, like I remember years ago, I was at a job site and it was up near uh, uh, Saratoga and there's the performing arts center there. Right. And the guy that I was installing this computer for uh, his daughter was, I think at the time was like 16 years old was like, he called her like one of the biggest Def Leppard fans like out there. Oh, I feel like you've told me. Or told us about this before. And I was just blown away. I was like, really? Def Leppard? I was like, it's like so, like, even like, that was when we went to Rebellion. It was right around that point. So what, like six, seven years? I mean, she was, she's like only in her like mid-20s now. Yeah. (laughs) It's such a weird band to be a fan of at that age. Well, okay. So here's one that probably makes a lot more sense. Um given what the nature of band is. So I, I guess I do have a story and I'll just quickly interject here. So I got contacted by a couple of friends, uh, Kat and Jazz, and they're the hosts of a podcast that I listen to called Girl That's Scary. It's a horror movie podcast. And they were like, we're going to see MCR, My Chemical Romance. And oh. we were wondering if, you know, if you're in the New York, New Jersey area, if you'd be interested in like going we have an extra ticket or if you know somebody or whatever so i was like uh i don't know they're like i like my chemical romance is like obviously was and now and is a huge band and like a very successful band from new jersey so like there's always been that connection it, I, I like them but like i never owned an album they i just listened to like what was on the radio and they always had music videos on mtv and shit like that mm-hmm. vh1 um and, uh, you know, now I'm like, man, we're like a huge pop band. Like, not, not just like being like a pop punk band or whatever, but like in terms of popular music, I'm like, this is like 
this is like they are an impressively successful band and yeah. they're pretty goddamn good so anyway i'm kind of meandering here i was like where's the concert and it wound up being at the barclays center which is a mile down from where i live now in brooklyn so i was like oh you know what uh i'll just fucking go like and you know so we hashed out the tickets and whatnot and went to go see my chemical romance and i was like it was a great show. I thought they sounded great. They were awesome. It was really cool. I had a great time. But walking around, I was like, there's so many young people. Like, like I figured it was just going to be, like, people my age that listened to that band back then. But now. And I was like, holy right. shit. I feel like I'm. there's just so many young people here. I feel like... Yeah. It was really, and I and I think it makes sense because they there is appeal there, and I think sure there's probably like especially if you have siblings, they'd be like, oh, I was really into this band. Here, check out this and whatnot. So they definitely were able to tap into that multi generational thing, and it's like yeah. pretty cool, you know. Like I felt like for who anybody who may have like moved on from them was very easily like succeeded by another enthusiastic like sure. listener, which is really well, cool. it, it, it always kind of, i mean like in the jam band scene it always kind of blows my mind like when we go to these festivals or shows and there's all these younger people there like so fucking big into the grateful dead music yeah kids like, like drugs they're so into it they're singing along to the songs it's like how do you know this the song is like older than you times two or three it's <laughs> well, like how I it's because like i mean it blew if my think mind like... that there were people my age that were super into the dead and stuff yeah and, it... and again i'm not knocking the dead I'm just no saying, no not just at all see, it just didn't make that much sense to me like classic rock and that i'm like that makes sense i liked heavy stuff but the dead just never seemed what? like something that made sense like you had to be like a certain kind of person like, oh i love the dead well i think i think a, a lot of what it is and the reason why i brought that up is, is um and we we see it here sean and i'll, I'll give a case in point is is uh family like what what your your parents listen to might influence what you listen to like dave caniglio he brings he brings his son miles to shows all the time with him mm -hmm. that like he he goes with us but he brings Miles with him, and Miles loves some of the bands we go see. I mean, I like, went to a lot of shows with my mom. Yeah. yeah, like I mean, he he was rocking out to uh, some jam bands over the summer. Like Spafford was one that we yeah. went and saw with them, and then uh, last year we saw um, a couple of Southern Rock ones, uh, Blackberry Smoke and Almond Betts, and he loved that show. That yeah. he, I know he did because he said he did. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's been going to he's been going for years to like uh, with Dave to like shows like and he, I mean he's seen so many bands with Dave. It's and I know it's a, a, like okay, Dave's like I want to go see this show, but I have kids. What can I do to kind of be able to go to the show? But I think his son genuinely likes to go and enjoys the yeah, music he seems too. Yeah, having a really good time. Yeah, yeah. I was just uh, gonna say like I you know just thinking on like the the Def Leppard thing. I mean, you know, exposure in other ways. I mean, if you think of like how popular a show like Stranger Things is. So like, Oh, right. Know, that, you know, can open up like people to like, Oh, how, how in the hell are you into this music? It came out, you know, 30, 40 years ago. Well, yeah. it, 
you know, a, a popular show like that can be like, oh, hey, that song sounds really cool. What is that? And then like it sort of opens the gate, right? So, you know, I know that's different. I mean, if you were on the job site and probably, you know, it was years and years ago and Stranger Things wasn't a thing, but I think that that is, you know, whether it's a movie or something else, right? Like it kind of opens it up and like people you know, hear music in that way. And then it's like, oh, what's that song? You know, maybe she uh, saw the uh, Def Leppard biopic on VH1. Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but doctor, I'm a drummer. I'm, a drummer. I'm sorry. I'm afraid that arm's going to have to come off. <laughs> did we watch that? Or oh, I did. Or yeah. just that scene? Uh, we've, we've, I've watched it. Sean's watched it. We've referenced it many times. You've, it stands to reason we've probably referenced it before on this podcast. It's not good, right? It's no, no. no. It's <laughs> okay. Oh man, that sounds like it's way worth watching. We should probably we okay. We should do a podcast episode and watch it. Oh yeah, I'm down. I'm down. I'm sold. <laughs> what was it called? Hysteria. Mm, you might be right. <laughs> I may be crazy. Well, you know, no. you're talking about Stranger Things. Like, that happened with Metallica. Obviously, it was Kate Bush, but then Metallica. Right, And yeah. you know what was so funny about that was uh, that there was uh, all of this talk of old Metallica fans being angry that there were all of these young kids that thought Metallica was cool because they found out about it through Stranger Things. And... I was listening to a podcast, like a metal podcast, Toilet of Hell, and they they were talking about the Stranger Things, you know, phenomena and all that and and whatever, and they were and they addressed this, and they're like, I went online and saw nobody talking about this in that manner. Everybody was just excited about it, so they theorized that there could have been some like, you know shady journalism uh at play to try to drum up some controversy when sure. there was literally no controversy at all it was just like hey metallica like just gained like a hundred million more fans and made a bunch of money while doing that well right. that, that they sounds didn't have so... to do anything they just saw right. they, they didn't even write new music they just were like yeah do this song that literally everybody has heard and now everybody else has heard <laughs> That sounds so familiar from like when they put the Black album out, right? Like, because Metallica was still, you know, even at that point, I wouldn't say necessarily underground because they were prior to the Black album, they were playing arenas, but they were kind of a very niche band, right? Like, it, people they weren't I mean, on yeah. the, they weren't on the spectrum of like. I don't know. Being played on adult-oriented rock stations at that point. No. Really, no, no, they no. weren't. They weren't. The Lightning is still fucking point. heavy as hell. And so is Master of Puppets. Yeah. And, but they, you know... like but Ma no, 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 no. Master of Puppets, I think, despite being way heavier than the Black Album, certainly, I think, got some more mainstream radio play. It just happens to be fucking really good. Um, I would say, I mean, I would venture to say the first thing that really like got them more mainstream would be on Injustice for All, the uh the music video for one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because you gotta put yourself I mean, more like more than anything. Say, like, yeah, they get played on on classic rock radio. They're more played like 
Master of Puppets was played a lot now, and that was more mainstream. But like, put yourself back into what nineteen eighty whatever, like at that point, and it's like, okay, that stuff wasn't necessarily being played on uh, MTV a whole lot. No, and then like, yeah, you're right. Like that music video for one, and then subsequently, I mean, I remember like, um, like then the black album had and i remember i mean the, you know like the ender sandman video was all over the place oh um, yeah we were so watching I, we would watch that one minute and then in vogue would come on next and it, oh, yeah. it would just keep it going man <laughs> but yeah so like putting yourself back at that point it's like not not exactly at that time like you know song master of puppets was not you know i think what it what it was or what it became later on um they were. I don't. I don't think at that point people or Metallica themselves even knew that like the next album they were gonna put out was gonna like fucking catapult them into sure. like, a, a much wider audience. Like I don't think that had happened yet. I think at that point like Metallica was a very successful heavy metal band for sure, yeah. but they were touring with heavy metal bands. They were still touring with Anthrax, you know. They were probably opening right. for like Dio or something, you know. I don't was Black Album out by the time they did the fucked up tour with Guns N' Roses. Oh yeah, that's what they were touring behind. That, oh, yeah. there, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. there's a great example because Guns N' Roses didn't tour with metal bands; they toured with rock bands. So yeah. for Metallica to start you know, touring with guns and, you know, well, I just, you know, got fucked up obviously. But then after that, the, the bands that they toured with really started like going all over the place because, you know, some of those tours, I'm just like, God, I would not want to sit through these fucking openers. But then sometimes they had some fucking sick openers, like the sword opened for them for a fucking long time. I think they said it was like a year and a half long tour with Metallica or some shit like that. I, re- I don't know, but, you know, they, uh, I, I hear, we, I think that makes yeah. sense, Sean. I'm what I, to, yeah. that's what I'm trying to say. Oh, and by the way, by the way, I want to go back and Vogue. Mm, man, that was some like sexy Yeah, I know that's music. what you fucking like fucking put into the spank <laughs> bank. I know that's what you fucking like spent your days doing when no one was home. No. Giving him something. <laughs> oh man, that was so- they, they they were they were sexy, man. <laughs> just anyway. being honest. Anyway, uh, Pearl Jam, yeah, great Pearl show. Um, oh wait, stayed- I was gonna, I was gonna. My point about Pearl Jam was about this fucking drunk guy, though. Yeah, what I was gonna say about this is like you know you're all we got into a whole fucking tangent about like the you know the youth of today listening to old music. <laughs> But my, the point Damn I was, youth. was <laughs> let me let me shake my cane or something, you know. <laughs> but, but here is, you know, it, you're at this fucking Pearl Jam show. The audience generally skews a bit more, you know, it's a little bit older, you know, whatever. <laughs> fucking grown ass people, and this is a grown ass adult, and this is what he thought he like was a good idea. Yeah. This is what he thought was a good idea. For fucking Pearl Jam at like what 45, 50? Yeah. Like, yeah. come on. That's they, 
You do that the, at the, the local the typical heavy metal fan, show, I could understand. Yeah, the typical fan of Pearl Jam looks a lot more like Sean or myself than yeah. than you were younger, Dylan. That's I, what you're saying. Yeah. I'm just still back on like the uh, youth thing. Like, uh, I, I just picture Mike being like, ah, you kids with your Cardi B back in my day, we had En Vogue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We might we might have to we might have to have an En Vogue theme title for this episode. And we liked it. <laughs> yeah, we did. We liked it a lot. I just remember that video where like the guy the guy's watching them perform and he takes his wedding ring off and puts it into his pocket. <laughs> oh, um, oh my god. Wait, I'm I'm getting like songs by Salt and Peppa mixed up for some reason with uh with En Vogue. With En Vogue. It's the giving him some, uh, giving him Is, something. Was that it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. So, uh, did anything else happen after the fight? Uh, uh, not, not after. I mean, like everybody else, did, we had a good did, crew. Did Eddie Vedder react to the fight? Was Stone, no, like, that's what I was going to say. Was Stone, I was, was Stone Gossard like, "Hey, knock that shit off." <laughs> I was waiting for Eddie because he's done this to like just stop the show. Until they did something about the fight, because yeah. he has done that before. But they had they had it like cleared up before. Yeah, it was pretty he well even noticed in the bud. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he's done that many times. But we had otherwise a really good crew of people around us. Everybody sort of like recognized, you know, remembered each other, and was like, "No, this is sort of like the crew." <laughs> Yeah, around you and you know everybody just really enjoyed the show the people that we talked to were really cool like the the dad with the daughter and then there was like another couple and like everybody was just very genuinely excited uh, you know after the two and a half years like oh we've been waiting and like talking about what songs we were hoping they'd play and like you know oh and everybody was part of the um everybody in the pit was part of the fan club too so yeah. that was yeah. So that was a thing. So I mean, it was an excellent show, and I mean, getting you know, looking at like parking experiences that I've had like of this summer, like the parking experience, like getting in and out was pretty simple or like not bad at the show either. You didn't have to like uh, sit around for an additional hour to let the place clear out. No. Nah. Oh, so um, going back though, I mean, he's going to the parking and leaving. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So when we were leaving, we happened to go through like uh, this exit, and then we go up these stairs, and we end up at the the main merch stand. Yeah, which like, we that's... promptly waited for about five minutes, got what we wanted, including the poster and the stickers and everything, and then we're out the door. And you got like you got something else, right? You didn't. You got you got stickers. I got a shirt. I got a t-shirt. You got a shirt, right? So like everything that we I would have wanted, we got in waiting five minutes. Didn't have to worry about bringing it into the show. Yeah, you know, had it. You know, had it right there, easy peasy. And the the pricing was pretty impressive. I mean, it was you know Canadian dollars, but still like the. The stickers even then were like, I think like three dollars, and the like three dollars yeah. Canadian, so like a dollar and change. I'm like, that 
Sir. Well, then you you probably got charged a, uh, a service fee though too, because I did. True. True. Like an international yeah. fee. Um. The so yeah, we we went back to our hotel and I, we stopped. We were so thirsty and everything. We stopped at a gas station on the way back and got snacks and everything, and that was good. Yeah. Um. The following morning, uh, we got up and uh, before we left Canada, I told Sean I was like, okay, we're gonna stop at a grocery store. And then possibly a Walmart to um, load up on snacks for uh, the Willing Sacrifice podcast, which we did. Those episodes are forthcoming, but we have all sorts of Canadian snacks to try, including uh, ketchup flavored Doritos, Dylan. Mm. Yeah. Sounds weird. Yeah. Well, that's what we we're going for. Uh and then we we drove we started driving back home right and um, Sean was like oh I want to stop at the uh, duty free because he wanted to get like huge uh, handles of um, black label Crown Crown Royal Crown Royal yeah no he, well, he I had... wanted to exchange out my like hundred and some odd dollars of Canadian that I had for us yeah because a lot of stuff was like. Um, Card only. Yeah, yeah, card only. Like at the venue and whatnot, it was uh, card only transactions. Yeah. So, so I, I managed to buy more snacks at the duty free while he was changing his money out. Yeah. And then, uh, so we get to the border crossing. And, you know, border crossings have, are always fun. We, we all have stories about going across them, right? And, you know, you, you you, you always kind of wonder, okay, what's going to happen? Is there going to be any issues? You know, not that you've done anything bad, but you're just wondering what's going to happen. So yeah. we, we get up to the, we get up to the, uh, the border agent and he goes, Oh, uh, how, how you guys doing? Good. Uh, where are you, where are you coming from? Ottawa. Oh, what, what was your business there? Oh, we went to see Pearl Jam last night. He's like, Oh, he's like, I heard the show was great. Was it good? We're like, oh yeah, it was amazing. It was awesome. He's like, oh cool, cool. He's like, uh, how much weed did you smoke last night? <laughs> Do you guys smoke any weed? And we're like, no, no. 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 He's like, no. come on, did you buy any weed? And we're like, no, no. He's like, come on, you guys went and saw them. You're telling me you didn't smoke any weed? And we're like, no. It's like, oh man. <laughs> He's like, did did you have fun? I was like, I looked at him. I was like, dude, we were in the eighth row. We had a great fucking time. <laughs> we didn't need weed to get high. Yeah, man. He's like, music, man. It's just the music. <laughs> the music flowed through us. It flowed from Pearl Jam into us, man. And the band and the crowd you, together, man, man, made a connection, man. <laughs> and now it's flowing to you. It's Sean just like turns up like the whatever's playing, and it's just like memories. <laughs> I turned up the En Vogue, man. <laughs> oh, you're not even listening to Pearl Jam. You're listening to fucking En Vogue. You're listening to En Vogue. Yeah. He's like, all right, good. But he was a cool uh, border agent. He's I like, was like, all right, you guys have a great day. Have a safe trip the rest of the way home. Yeah. You know what I was going to say would be fucking hilarious is if the guy that was that 
got thrown out of the show? What if it was that guy who like greeted you and like gave you of all those suggestions who was very nice? I don't know. Oh, the guy oh the guy that gave like the scenic drive suggestion and everything? Yes. He would have skewed older than the crowd. <laughs> He was okay, probably so, in his uh, mid sixties. So not that guy. Yeah, no. He would have been almost. He would have been almost old in their infancy to like them. No, it would have been funny if it was. Uh, do you remember that episode of Curb with Bill Hader where he just plays like the four different, like in, like indistinguishable, uh, or like, not not indistinguishable, but like the four European guys that you know have like the question, you know. The sort of difficult to pinpoint uh, accents. Have you seen that episode? It doesn't sound familiar to me. It'd be funny if you just like saw a guy and he was like the border guard when you got there, and then he was like mm. the guy. Is that Sean frozen? You. No, he's just listening. Oh no, <laughs> he was. He was like the guy that greeted you. No, I was just listening. And then oh, he's the guy. You didn't like. You didn't like yeah, move. Like, I was like. <laughs> He was like assuming like the 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 scared in headlights sort of like if I freeze and do a weird thing nothing will see me. Anyway, I don't know. I'm just talking about stupid bullshit. I I think the guy was kind of disappointed that we didn't smoke weed. He was probably or, trying to bust you for like trying to bring it over the border. Oh, like if we said, oh yeah, we had some. Do you have any with you, man? <laughs> you know, like which is like. We don't need to do that. You can just buy it in New York, I guess. Not, not, not well, yet. Not yet. Well, you We're can. Close, you but, can. Yeah. A lot of the places in the city that are just like smoking vape shops, if you just go in, they're just they just have it like laying around. Yeah. I, I haven't gone in there so because I have a, I have a fine person to buy from. Yeah. So that was that was something. <laughs> it was just it was just funny, like just. A good capper, you know, like yeah. he set us at ease, though. I, I, I was okay with it. Yeah. I mean, Sean and I talked that, like afterwards, like if we would have done anything, we probably would have, we probably would have had some edibles, I guess. Yeah, but you had and, to drive and shit. So, well, no, I meant like, uh, at, um, at, just prior to the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you'd want to be careful and like, you know, foreign country, you're driving around, maybe not familiar with the terrain. And, uh, like, yeah, the show was two and a half hours, or we were in there for, what, four hours or so. Yeah, yeah but yeah. that stuff but, sticks with you for the whole time. Yeah. Right. You don't want to, like, risk that. That's the thing. I, I yeah. you know, the drive around on that, you kind of want to stay, stay put where you're at, you know? Right, right. Or if you're walking something, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun, and I bought more chocolate than I kind of wish that I had because I'm trying to not eat, like, a ton of stuff. But, like, I couldn't help myself. I bought all the chocolate. Yeah. And snacks, all dressed chips and ketchup chips and Mm. Korean barbecue uh, chips. Yeah. So, so yeah. I had a couple more things, but I think I'm gonna I'm gonna cut a couple of them off. We can hold them for another episode, I think. Uh, Sean, I know you you mentioned um, or you wanted to mention that you recently went through some surgery, if you will. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. So just, uh, I guess, quick, like um, a couple uh, dental visits ago, I got like my uh, um, x-rays done. You know how they take your x-rays every so often when you're going in for cleaning and like... Yeah, you got uh, that weird circle thing in your mouth. Yeah. Yep. And they determined... The uh, blanket on. <laughs> they determined at that point they're like yeah well there's some you know there's some plaque and they're like it's hard to get rid of or get back there um on my uh, bottom wisdom teeth or one of them or both or whatever um and prior to this i mean i had had my uh tops uh removed like well uh, several years ago um and at that point they were like well the bottoms really don't need to come out um and i'm like oh okay so I'm just sort of following the advice and whatnot of uh, my dentists. And uh, then they told me like, yeah, you know, I mean, I know they're not bothering you now. They're not really like absolutely right the second you didn't come out, but it's probably a good idea to have them out because as you continue to get older, it can get more difficult for them to be removed. So I was like, okay, give me a referral. Um, we'll get the set up and get, get them removed. So um, originally I was supposed to have them taken out, like, uh, I think the first week of August, uh, but I had gotten COVID at that point. Um, that was back when I like tested unbeknownst to me. And I was like, I was like, Oh God, I'm positive. So I had to delay it and, uh, it got, uh, moved to this pat last Friday, uh, the, the 16th, I think. Um, so, uh, go in and everything and, uh, they take me right back. Like I got there a little bit early. Um, our, our dad dropped, uh, dropped me off there. Um, cause I wasn't exactly sure what they were going to use for it. So I was like, ah, you know, best to get a, get a ride in. Um, and I, I got there maybe at like eight thirty. The appointment was for nine, or even like about twenty after. So I'm like, eh, I'm probably going to be sitting here for a while. Got all checked in and everything. They took me back probably about like ten or fifteen minutes uh, after, um, and you know, got me all like seated in the chair and everything. And the doctor comes in. And he's like, okay, well, we're going to lo- use a local, and we'll numb you up. They had me sign to consent and all of that stuff to have the work done. And, um, he's like these, he's like, by the looks of your x-rays, this shouldn't be too bad, uh, you know, for them to come out They're, you know, basically they're, you know, they're not impacted. They're not, you know, like underneath the surface or anything. I forgot what the term was that he used, but they're, they're out essentially. And he like, he starts in on the one on the on the, my right side, and you know after numbing me, uh, of course, um, yeah, because uh, that would be pretty miserable if he didn't. Um, <laughs> I was fully uh, under when they did mine. So. Oh, did you? I yeah. don't like to be put under, so I was perfectly content with. Oh, I was uh, like, yeah, drug me, please. <laughs> like, so no well, I think they were like, no, well, well, because I got all four out. At the same, at the same uh, okay. time. Okay. So I think they were like, no, he can't be awake for that. Yeah. Um, the tops had come out fairly easily, I remember, and I was awake for that too. But the bottoms, uh, it took a little bit more work. Um, and 
like when he started in, like I was like, I kind of raised my hand. He's like, if you need anything, you feel any pain, raise your hand. And like, like his, the first instance he was going in there, I definitely like felt like it felt some pain. I'm sure more if I hadn't been numbed, like it would be a lot worse, but um, I raised my hand. And I was like, yeah, I can feel. So he gave me another injection of, uh, of uh, the, I think lidocaine it was. And, um, and that I don't feel like I have no problem with the needle, with the Novocaine, lidocaine, whatever. That doesn't bother me. That shit. Uh, so he, uh, yeah, I mean, he started in and I mean, he went at it with this and you know, they put a thing to keep your mouth open, Mm -hmm. like a guard thing to keep your mouth open. And, you know, you got all these different instruments and things going into your mouth, including like suction and he's going at it with different tools. And then the thing that disturbed me the most that I did not like, even apart like from like the pain and like other stuff that was going on, was like this piece of gauze kind of shoved towards like the back of my mouth. Yeah, the soak of like, blood. Yeah, and they're like, well, this is to protect the back of your throat. Um, so like, I don't like it because I was like at a like felt like I was going to gag on it. And even at a point, like before they put the thing in my mouth, like uh, to keep it open, uh, he's like, nope, don't bite, don't bite me. <laughs> so, um, but he had to like really struggle and uh, use some like uh, elbow grease for this because at a point he had my head in what I can best describe as a modified headlock. <laughs> and... I mean, my head was like pressed up against his chest <laughs> at a point. <laughs> and he was like going at it with the various tools, like pulling and like whatnot. And I think, I mean, for, I looked at the notes later on, a little later on, you know, little like post notes on your like electronic chart. And he said, use scalpel to, you know, cut and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, I definitely did not feel any of that. Uh, but it basically, the right one, like, kind of broke into two. And he had to use, like, basically, he had to cut uh, cut them, too. Like, he used, like, a water, like, a, some sort of, like, saw thing with water to cut the, uh, cut the teeth. And... He got the right one out in two pieces. And then they like, they asked me like part of the way through, I think when he got like half, like, are you going to want to do the other one? And I was like, yeah, I was like, well, I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yeah, yeah. Um, But uh, he started in on the other one. And at a point he's like, He's like, this one is not moving. And I'm like, oh, God. Like, they're going to have to do something, or I'm going to have to have some more intensive, like, like come back another day kind of thing going. Uh, and I'm, like, dreading the worst. But he, and then he talked, like, there another doctor, somebody, but it was, like, another person never really came in. 
he eventually he was able to get it and it got loosened and it came, you know, came out and everything. And they, you know, they uh, stitch you up and pack it with gauze. But like at that point too, with the other one, he had to put me in the modified headlock uh, as well. Um, and you know, he asked me, he's like, do you have kids? And I'm like, no. Uh, he's like, if you do, you know, he's like, you're going to, you know, you'd want to have them get their wisdom teeth removed sooner than this because you're, you know, they start to mineralize more as you get older. I'm like thinking to myself, well, I get that, but like, you know, it wasn't ever a thing that was really brought up to me. So yeah, I, it's just been more so just kind of trying to deal with like the pain. They gave me ibuprofen and Tylenol and uh, actually wrote me for a few like oxycodone too, which I haven't used uh, any of those and just being on the soft, uh, soft food diet. So yeah, that's basically my adventure with it. It, it was all told it was probably a little more than an hour. No. You can mail yeah. them to Oxys. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay you for them. Sean, Sean's like keeping those for a rainy day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, like the he, ibuprofen, he, they only wrote... go put a bottle of Dark Lord and throw an Oxy into it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they, he only wrote me for, they were like, they're 600s. Uh, 600 milligram of the ibuprofen, but it's like take every six hours, and he only wrote me for 15 of them. Mm. So I'm like, I I looked at the bottle today. I'm like, I'm gonna run out of these. Time to go get some Wegman's ibuprofen. Yeah. Like my, um, the pain is subsiding. Uh, I can tell. Like it's not as bad. Like I didn't take any until like. I don't know. I took some last night before bed. I didn't take any until maybe mid morning today. So, I mean, it took, it took a while for, you know, for me to take it. When it last week, like last Friday, you know, or Saturday, Sunday, it was more consistent. Yeah. It's, it's definitely still kind of there for right now. But big deep holes in the back of your mouth it feels weird it just it feels weird it does feel weird like and i feel like i have stuff that's like either getting stuck back there it's the stitches still like that it feels it took um it took years for those holes to like fully like kind of fill up with like whatever jaw tissue or whatever it is like I had big gaping holes back there for a long time. Oh, I got a big gaping hole back here too. Um, but like, yeah, sorry, I, I, I'm such a child. Just like, but yeah, the constant just food. And then I think I've told the story about like the one that they missed the one stitch in my mouth, and I had to like, I had to go into the bathroom at the Garden State Plaza Mall with a pair of tweezers from my mom and like yank it out. Mm. <laughs> I'm just like, ah! <laughs> and just, they're just like, <laughs> and I pulled a stitch, like probably about, I don't know, what is that, like an inch? Uh, probably like maybe looks like, about it, yeah. Like three yeah. quarters of an inch out of my mouth. That was What's weird time. is I, I've had one tooth pulled, and it, it wasn't a wisdom te- tooth. So, a wisdom it, teeth. and 
a wisdom. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> but it's not as far back. It's like it's like right around here. Yeah, you can't yeah. see it. Uh, it's no, right around here, but it's really, it's really strange. Like that sensation of ha- actually having a like a huge gap between the tooth behind it and the tooth in front of it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of around that where it curves to towards the back of your mouth. Like it's it's in it's in the it's in the like the curve of the U, like that's going towards the back of your mouth. Um, but big gaping hole. Yeah, it's a weird sensation. Dylan, I, I would agree with that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah it, fe- it feels weird, and then like I feel like I'm getting you know they gave me a rinse, and I've been doing salt water rinses and everything, so like I'll feel like I'm like, like stuff is like getting caught back there, and then like yeah, it's it's kind of it's a little bit gross, like because uh, yeah. I'm like swishing like this uh, prescription like mouth rinse that they gave me and like particles and things are kind of dislodging and coming out <laughs> oh. yeah so out of, out of my big gaping holes wait this has nothing to do with any of this but you meant you said food particles so we were in new jersey oh. and then new york again to see my my dad we're going back to new jersey this coming weekend so but my mom we Sarah and I were sitting outside having our coffee or whatever. Yeah, it was the next morning. And my mom wakes up and she takes the dog down uh, for a walk and then they you know, they come back and she's just like ripping up this, you know, like little snack stick for the dog and she's giving him just like throwing him into his mouth and he's like, you know, eating them and then he catches. He takes one in his mouth like too quickly after the other one. So she rips off another one. He doesn't. He doesn't open his mouth for. Her and she's like, "Are you chewing your food?" And he just goes and like just projectiles this little fucking piece of food like out of his mouth, and huh. it just like bounces off my mom's leg. And I start fucking cracking up. And immediately he's just like, you know. Okay, please deposit the food again. But and then you know, ate the thing off the ground. Like it was nothing to him. Yeah, and, but yeah. it was just great. Was just He's like, like okay, pah! I'm ready now. <laughs> just like, pa. Nice. Like made the noise and everything. It was so fucking funny. <laughs> so anyway, that's that's that. Well, that's it. That's a good little story. Yeah. I got one. I got one more little thing that happened uh, at uh, work last week that I just want to run by you guys. That I thought was kind of amusing. Was um, We've been doing these um, uh, like security awareness training at work just because mm-hmm. it's so rampant right now. Like the um, uh, people like uh, hacking into businesses and it's, well, it's I'm just, sure you saw about like Rockstar and uh, yeah, there was a, a, and Uber. There was a big hack. Oh yeah. Uber was a big one like recently. Yeah. So they're targeting like, everybody with stuff like that and like uh doing ransomware and i think we've been getting a lot at my current job because like i've gotten like spam things saying it's my boss and it's not right right so the best thing to do i mean like in all seriousness like if you do get stuff like that or like they even uh, uh i had one today that said it was from human resources and it really wasn't 
because like the security awareness training that we take, they actually send tests, emails to employees to make sure that the employees are uh, following correct protocols for when they okay. get yeah, phishing emails. And then if you do the wrong thing, it'll actually result in you having to uh, kind of like retest and retrain in the mm. security awareness courses. So um, they sent one, um, they sent out a uh, course uh, a couple weeks ago. And so everybody in the company has to take them. So I log in, I start doing, I, I, start, I log into the course and it plays almost like more so than a course where like you're watching videos or seeing like um, information about uh, fishing uh, stuff and things of that nature. It plays as a game. And basically what it is, is it has like a static screen of at one side is like a person that looks like nefarious, like he's dressed all in black. And and literally the only thing they could have done to make him more obvious was to stamp like the word hacker on it, on his back. <laughs> but that's what he was portraying was uh, was the hacker. And then at the other side, there's a guy dressed up like he's like an office worker, and that's you. And what you're supposed to do is answer questions to get to the point where like your computer is before the hacker gets there. And if you answer the questions correct, you get to you get like moved up a certain number of spaces. If you answer the question wrong, he moves up a certain number of spaces. So, and the graphics were completely like an 8-bit Nintendo game. They were freaking hilarious. Um, I, I can't do it justice. But what I can do justice is, um, in this day and age, with the popularity of a certain movie franchise this year, the soundtrack for this little mini-game about security awareness was like an 8-bit Nintendo version of the song Danger Zone from Top Gun. <laughs> That's funny because I, I went to go see Meshuga, this heavy metal band, mm -hmm. uh, over the weekend, and the music they were playing before them was 8-bit versions of heavy metal songs. So like at, like the Misfits and uh, Slayer and System of a Down, like they did Chop Suey, and, mm -hmm. and everybody was singing it. It was mm -hmm. ridiculous. But just and like Alaga, but it was just hysterical to hear raining blood because it was just like I'm like actually doing it too. Um so yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, it was. It was pretty And like my coworkers like, I can't do this. I'm turning Exactly. He's like, and it just kept playing it over and over again. He's like, I can't do this. I'm turning the volume off. That's <laughs> you know? really funny. Like, it's it was five minutes long. Like the the whole like test. Like as long as you answered the questions correct, you were done in like five minutes. Yeah. So it's like this was fun. I thought it was funny. Uh, but what do you say, guys? This is fun little episode. Um, yeah. You ready to get out of here for tonight, Dylan? Yeah, I'm ready to wrap it up. Freddie Gonzalez, Freddie Dylan. That's me. For Dylan Gonzalez. All right. Well, I like Dylan yeah. Mercury better. 
Dylan Mercury? Yeah, there you go. Sounds like a weird like comic book character. It kind of does, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely got that vibe. That would be kind of egotistical, though, like write a character and just be like, yeah, I'm going to name it the same name as me because I like the name. It's like you can't do that. I, I'm sure if your name is like James or John or Jack or Jim, you can get away with it. Possibly. Or Mike. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think it's got a nice ring to it. You know what that also could be? That could be your professional wrestler name. <laughs> Dylan Mur yes, definitely. That's definitely that's a, a pro professional wrestling that's name. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. All right. Why don't we get out of here for tonight? Brother Sean, thanks for joining us as yeah. always. You can catch Brother Sean over on the Wrestling World Order podcast and occasionally over on uh, Willing Snacrifice as well. So mm -hmm. thank you for uh, coming on here and uh, entertaining us with stories about having your teeth pulled. It was oh, so yeah. it was so excruciating to hear you tell stories about having your teeth pulled. Like, yeah, it wasn't fun. It was like having like our own teeth pulled. Having your own teeth pulled? Is that <laughs> thrilling? Yeah. No, it was good. It was good. Involving, I liked it. Uh, involving a modified headlock. <laughs> the headlock thing is funny. That's yeah. funny as shit. Uh, I felt like it was almost like it, it was like oddly like the like <laughs> weird to say like intimate moment because my head was against <laughs> his chest. Like I, but then so like funny. you were filming a porno. <laughs> Not knowing what the hell he was doing, uh, like to like my teeth and like cutting and like pulling and twisting, it was like some like weird, like, yeah, it was just so odd. I've always kind of wanted, like, like when they do, like, not so much like when you have a dental cleaning done, even though they put the weird, like, circular thing you mentioned, Dylan, like when they do the x rays. But I've, I always, like, if you ever get a filling and they put, like, the things around your teeth and they're, I know they're doing shit, like, they're screwing these things on to, like, hold the mm -hmm. teeth into place and stuff like that. I kind of want, like, them to take a picture because I kind of want to see what it looks like because you can't really see it. You can only kind of feel what it is. Yeah. I kind of want to see it. Yeah, I think that would be curious about, like. Do you think that would be weird? the inside of my mouth. Would it be weird to ask him to take a picture of it? You know, I've been curious about other surgeries that I've had and things removed that I've wanted to like kind of see see it. You know, I've always wanted to see my asshole, and I can. <laughs> I suppose. I mean, your big your big gaping hole. <laughs> I yeah. saw this fucking picture from like that movie, This is 40, which I think is terrible. Like, the people were like, you don't understand it because you're not 40. And I'm like, no, this movie was shit. It wasn't funny. But like, I saw a screen grab from it the other day where like fucking Paul Rudd is like using a mirror to like look. I think he's like looking at his own asshole or something. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, that's pretty funny. But that, I don't remember that movie being funny, <laughs> but that's funny. I, mean, I don't remember it. Maybe that's why. Obviously, obviously, you could go online and look at um, pictures nice. or videos of of people having fillings done, right, or other dental surgery or what have you. 
but I'm sure I, it's I, like an ASMR thing. I don't feel like it would hit, hit, you know, hit as well unless you were seeing your own stuff, right? Probably not. I mean, really? I feel yeah, I feel like you would really want to kind of see, you know, how it looks in your own mouth or, you know, I I don't know. I for to me at least, I, I just having that curiosity about that stuff. When I, I've seen, like, they had those shows where they do, like, the plastic surgery on people's faces. Uh, I can't. Yeah. It's, seen, it is I've so fucked. It's I've so fucking disturbing. It too, and I'm like, eh, not really for me, you know. I mean, or even, I, I think, like, the LASIK, too, right? Isn't that, like, really weird looking, too? Yeah, because they, like, take your eyeball, like, out. And you're not, as far as I know, like, you're not fully under. So Yeah, I just, I can't. Oh. There's like yeah. I know there's like videos like sometimes people get like they get like a nasal surgery and they put these like big like I don't even know what they are like these big pad things up inside your nostril and they have to like go in with forceps and they pull them out and the, and you just see this thing come out of this person's nose and you're like holy shit like how deep is that fucking in there is that like touching their fucking brain like yeah. and it's nasty man Ugh. Yeah, there's I, some things definitely I, re I really wouldn't want to see. I've also seen like a video of this dude getting like just I, I a huge booger pulled out of his nose, like oh. inches long, like and like like the circumference of his nostril. Oh, that's like kind of almost like that shit that they show on that fucking uh, it's like Doctor Pimple Popper. Yeah, the boogers is not, doesn't bother me as much as the pimples. Like those ones where like they they. Yeah, they pop the pimple and it's like a fucking stream of like yeah it's always, and the skin is all like netty and shit and I'm like, eh, i don't like I, it's like how did that thing get that big ugh. how did it not like just pop under pressure ugh, yeah it Sometimes, doesn't it defies yeah. logic <laughs> yeah i've watched i've seen some nasty stuff because i'm like sometimes your mind gets you a little curious and you're like what does it look like when an ingrown toenail gets really bad and you're like oh god so I just had an ingrown toenail removed, right? Like back in yeah. July. And it was like a 20 minute process. And it wasn't it wasn't horrible. It, there was some pain to it, but they numb your they numb your toe and everything like that. Anyway, but yeah. Enough of this. This is great. Yes. So wait, what where, where were we gonna watch next? Uh, oh, for, we're gonna watch uh, the Def Leppard. The Def Leppard movie. VH1 uh, biopic. Yeah. We'll have to, yeah, we'll have to research where we can find that. It's probably on Tubi. All right, so stay tuned for that. That'll be coming up at some point. Stay tuned for Jim coming back at some point. Uh, and uh, yeah, Dylan, it's been fun, man. Good getting back into this. Um. Let's see. Hysteria, the Def Leppard story, TV movie from 2001. Is it the one that was on VH1? I think so, yeah. Initial okay. DVD release from January of 2005. This is going to be awesome. It's going to be so terrible. Is it streaming somewhere? I'm looking that up. I'm not seeing it. Uh, I don't think it's streaming anywhere. Yeah. We might have a tough time finding that. You can purchase the DVD for $9.99 on Amazon. Oh, that's a lot for one movie. 
Might have to buy, buy it once and we'll all watch it together and then do a podcast about it. <laughs> oh, it might be on YouTube. Oh, that might be a... Oh, true. Oh, is it in Spanish? <laughs> oh, okay. So it's on YouTube, but it has like subtitles from another language. Oh, huh. Well, I could deal with that. that yeah, it's it's fine because the, the rest of it's in English. Like the, right. the, the regular. <laughs> oh, God, I just spoiled oh, something boy. for myself. Yes, that looks insane. <laughs> awesome. I literally just skipped to the part where you see the dude's arm on the ground. Like, how do you just do that? <laughs> <laughs> like it's literally like it's just there's just like red jello like hanging out on the end of it it looked terrible okay I have, this is gonna be good all right well stay tuned for that we'll watch yeah. that soon um we might get into some other movie stuff too because liz had uh proposed a movie thing for us so maybe stay tuned for that as well yeah, when we rebrand yeah yeah so uh yeah um check out all of our socials and all that good stuff and check out all of our episodes man our recent jaws series and the episode with jim where he talks about the star wars galactic star cruiser and uh yeah thanks for visiting jim's bbq where with every rack of ribs you get a free wisdom tooth pulling i'm just gonna say with the with the free wisdom tooth yeah Thanks for visiting Jim's BBQ, where now all our entrees are served out of a big gaping hole. <laughs> I had another one. Dylan, you said something in between uh, mine and Sean's, but I didn't pick up what you said. You kind of broke up a bit. Oh, all I said was uh, I thought you were just going to say our ribs come with a wisdom tooth. Oh. Thanks for visiting Jim's BBQ, where Friday night, the house entertainment is a set by En Vogue. Oh, nice. Thanks for visiting Jim's BBQ, where our dogs will also projectile shoot little bits of scraps of food at you and your legs. Oh my God, five. Thanks for visiting Jim's BBQ, where we'll give you something you can feel. In your big gaping hole. All right. oh, check out Invoke, everybody. <laughs> wow, of Invoke plug in 2022. <laughs> Invoke and the big gaping hole. That's the title. Yeah. Oh, no, it's oh, not. God. <laughs> it's just so hot. <laughs>